Special bonus episode of Pods in the key of Springfield. Springfield. Yeah. Did you notice two other voices there, James? No. no. <laughs> Fuck. Did I notice two other voices responding to me? Who do we were, James? You always uh, hear voices. I'm oh, hearing fun. double here. Four <laughs> <Four> people. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, today we're doing a special little crossover episode. We have got from the Simpsons Index. We have Elliot O'Neill. Hello. And we have. Uh, who's always here except for when he's not, B.T. Calloway. Always here. And what is The Simpsons Index? Is that another TV show about The that Simpsons? Is, that is an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. Okay, okay. And it's this, like an Excel file? And this is a podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast. Not a spreadsheet. Boy, howdy, are we prepared to podcast. Did you notice in the, the episodes of The Simpsons we watched today that Springfield didn't actually feature at all? Yeah, it's because we today we're not talking about two episodes of The Simpsons. We're talking about two episodes of... Wish I could remember the name. <laughs> Disenchantment or Disenchanted? Disenchanted, isn't it? Disenchantment. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah. That seems Mint. like a thing we definitely should have nailed down. <laughs> the Dis- very basics of what we've just watched. Dude, I only realised like the central three characters' names in the second episode. Sweet. I only realised the central main characters in the central three episodes. What does mine say? <laughs> Dude, so we watched the first, we watched the few, the first two episodes of uh, What a Futurama, but past, yeah, yeah. Pastorama, <laughs> Pastorama, not to be fused, oh. confused with Pastorama, yes, from, uh, nor to be the confused. best restaurant ever, <laughs> yeah. not to be confused with Pastafarian, yeah, uh, a religion which I think today. Uh, uh, a Dutch court said is no longer officially recognised as a religion in, in, in Dutch. Dutch, Dutch. Have you got a Dutch Google alert for pastafarianism just in I case? May. <laughs> I may have done. I'm just seeking to be touched by his noodly appendage, right? <laughs> oh, didn't want to hear that. I think the podcast is over. All right. Thanks, everyone. Oh, false ending with four people. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like a falsetto ending? Oh. It's Tremendous. <laughs> so, disenchantment. <laughs> yes, over to you, sir. <laughs> okay, so we've watched the first two episodes and going to go on a limb. thought it was pretty good. I liked it. Actually, mm. I had to say I enjoyed it more than I was expecting to. Because yeah. you know I mean? your you default how... position is to hate content and yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's a safe position. If you're wrong, great. If you're right, hey, look, I was wrong. The fact that up. you are here watching this stuff with us... Real testament to real, uh, really remarkable. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. If if you had tricked me into watching a movie, I would have been very upset. <laughs> um, but uh, here we are watching Disenchantment. <laughs> Disenchantment, and I, and I enjoyed it. Disenchantmentos, the fresh makers. Disinfectant. <laughs> Disinfectant. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess all anyone that listens to this probably knows what disenchantment is. Yeah, it's, it's the new Netflix show. Matt Groening's the showrunner. It's about a woman and like her pointy little dog and an elf. <laughs> sure, and they got adventures. <laughs> pointy little cat dog. Yep. It's it's a it's a it's a sequel to Cat Dog. Yeah. Um, it's not my um my first thought that I'm going to say because I am the only one that didn't have a notebook and the only one that wasn't taking notes. And my, uh, yeah, because you didn't bring the fucking notebooks to the recording. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so prior to this recording, James asked me to bring two things: uh, DVDs and <laughs> notebooks. I didn't bring either of them. Um, uh, you my, threw them out the window on the way here. I did. I did. <laughs> I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to be rid of them. Um, <laughs> Just on, throw them away. That's the Maverick lifestyle, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, I was driving my friend's Maverick, so oh. that's a four-wheel drive. Um, uh, not an Odyssey. Um, <laughs> but my first thought on Disenchantment is, did they really have to make uh, Elfo's character design so incredibly Bart-like? Little buddy yeah. boy. Couldn't they have chosen any <laughs> other colour scheme for his fucking shirt and I shorts? I know, right? What Little buddy fuck? boy elf. He's like Bart if he was a Smurf that fucks. What if, <laughs> what if Bart but Smurf fucker? Yes. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yes. I enjoyed his character, actually. Like... Uh, you know, coming from an optimistic world where nothing negative ever happens and wanting to be pessimistic, but just intrinsically so optimistic. Are you talking about your trip from Sydney to Adelaide? <laughs> hey, Sydney is not a kingdom of optimism. <laughs> no. 
It's the like, city that's actively trying to kick you out. Yeah, the, the no, city good. slogan, as we've discussed, is just "fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've, we've discussed this. Yeah. So, so like yeah. the uh, the entire time we were watching these episodes, obviously, you know, I'm always in a sort of hunting mode. I was on the lookout for hints of Colossus, and I was looking for hints <laughs> of Norman. So the whole episode, I'm <laughs> looking out for, and look. I don't think there's much in these episodes around that, but I do think it is a possibility that Colossus comes from the world of disenchantment. Oh, that's interesting. That maybe he has escaped from this yep. magical kingdom and is now spreading his malevolent energy across Springfield. There were a few characters with skin tones similar to that of Colossus. Very much True. so. And I think that maybe Norman, the who toothpaste has... shades, as I like to call them. Yeah, Toothpasty Terrace. And I feel like Norman, who has more or less disappeared from The Simpsons... Maybe he has ventured into this land at some point, much like that priest character in the Dark Tower series. <laughs> Dark Tower, is that uh, Lord of the Rings? Sure, why not? Let's go with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Twin Towers? <laughs> no. What are you doing? Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the reference is. Stephen oh, King's Stephen Lord King, of the Rings. Stephen King's The Dark Tower. <laughs> Stephen King's Where that Lord character from Salem's Lot ends up in the... You've read The Dark Tower, haven't you? Oh, J.R.R. Yeah. Tolkien. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen J.R.R. Tolkien. I love it. Yeah, he wrote that story, The Two Dark Towers. And, yep. uh, oh, sorry. If we're going to talk about we that. We are a cartet, by the way, if that isn't clear. If, if Has anyone gonna... else read these books? No. <laughs> I just know Fuck, about them. Okay. If, if we're going to talk about that, we need to go to my other po- podcast, What You Tolkien About. <laughs> <laughs> you Tolkien, uh, you two to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite good, though. Like, I was surprised. Yeah, has, yeah. Any, has anyone got any particular thoughts? Hey, oh, I'm has gonna... anyone got any particular <laughs> Fuck thoughts? You. Yeah. I, I don't know how to do this anymore. I took so many notes. <laughs> okay, well, do you want to tell us about your notes? As it, w- w- I mean, as a very wise man once said, were there any moments for better or for worse in the story that stood out to you? <laughs> He's not wise. Okay, I think Matt Groening shows have largely bad fight scenes in the last 15 or so years. Since Futurama, mm. I feel like fight scenes in these things are consistently bad. Like the one where Peter Griffin fights the chicken for like half an hour. Yeah, yeah. that's one of the classic Matt Groening. Yeah, one of, one of, the, one yeah. of, the, one of the classic Matt, classic Matt Groening sketches. Yeah, right. No, I, Seth MacFarlane, if you are listening, we would love to have you on. <laughs> Mostly to talk about American Dad, by far the best if you're a three sitcoms. Oh, for sure. Totally. Yeah. Elliot, have you gone beer, wine, and then back to beer? <laughs> Of course. And back to a black beer? Is that a black beer? He lives dangerously. No, Asahi. Um, Just a Asahi. Asahi, sorry. Yeah, okay, cool. Asahi, if you are listening, we are looking for sponsorship. (laughs) I believe your name translates as Morning Sun, I think. That's delightful. Yeah, Morning Sun. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Morning Sun. You say as you scull your fourth beer of the evening. (laughs) Uh, Of the morning. (laughs) So there's a bar fight scene earlier in this episode that I didn't like. And I thought, well, this is going to be a bad show. I'm not going to like this. It was weirdly silent. Like none of the characters were saying anything to each other as they kind of foible around and not hit each other. That was my overall impression of the first episode that um, the pilot lacked atmosphere, I thought. Yeah, and it just lacked little little passing comments like there's a bit mm. in the second episode where they're shimmying up this this elevator and she just goes you could help you know instead of like a, ah, you could help you know jeez like there's no yeah. character uh, person sure, like sure, it's sure. just it's just the line straight and nothing around it obviously they're getting used to their characters or whatever but it just yeah. stood out as kind of quiet well, yeah. i thought it was interesting that the show is set within king's landing the uh, the area yeah. from game of thrones pretty much oh <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Has anyone seen any of the things that I'm into? <laughs> <laughs> no, all of this? no, I haven't. I just think it's disastrous when when pilots don't have atmosphere because then they won't be mm. able to breathe and they'll pass out and the plane will crash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that God got man. that got much more than it deserved. <laughs> All right, well, I'm done. Uh, I'm going sw- to swing my microphone away. Uh, there were just so many leaps in the pun work there. I know, it's beautiful. So, so many leaps. Um, uh, yeah, speaking of uh, things that happened early in the first episode that kind of gave a weird idea of what the show was going to be, because I agree, the first bar fight wasn't very good. Mm. And then kind of the first time that we meet uh, the king guy... Um, his, by, his, uh, played by John DiMaggio, who I'm a little sick of, frankly. Too much energy for my... John DiMaggio, the nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Woo-woo-woo. <laughs> um, what the fuck is that? <laughs> um, uh, Mrs. Robinson, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it's, it's Joe DiMaggio. You played it back on me. I don't get you, it. You don't get any, my references. I don't get right. yours. This is why 
we're such a good podcast. You're always learning something new. Oh, jumping John DiMaggio. Yeah, yeah, jumping. And my favourite part about that is, so in Mrs. Robinson, there's the line, where did you go, Joe DiMaggio? Our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Woo, woo, woo. And apparently when the song came out. And to you, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, exactly. Apparently when the when that song came out, Joe DiMaggio did like like a public statement saying like, what do you mean? Like, I've I've always been here. Like, I haven't gone anywhere. Because he was kind of like a humorless guy, which is a little weird. Yeah, like you, totally. you see clips of him standing, like marrying Marilyn Monroe. He's like, today is a day. Did he marry Marilyn yeah. Monroe? And like, look, completely unthrilled about it. What a pleasingly <laughs> alliterative sentence. <laughs> <laughs> marry um, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, um, blah, 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 blah. What was I going to say? Uh, yeah, no. Speaking of things that Gavin entirely not quite fully representative idea of what the show turned out to be. The first time we meet the king, mm. um, his daughter, the main character, Bean. just takes off half her clothes and walks out of the building. And I'm like, so is this going to be a show where everyone takes their clothes off all the time? And that didn't happen for the other <laughs> rest, of, for the balance of the first episode, and then didn't happen at all in the second. Well, the yeah. little um, the little pointy dog has his dick out the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see it, we but did, he, he clarifies he's naked. We did get you that wrote, great exit line where he's like, nobody dare look at her, and then one guy who wasn't in the room walks yeah. boy, did I look at her. Yeah, which is just—I mean, if it wasn't such an objectively horrible thing to say, it'd be a great thing to just say all the time. We like walk into a bar and go, "Boy, did I look at her!" Boy, did I walk into a bar? Also, I noticed that you crossed off a note there, so I like to imagine that you had "Boy, did I look at her," and you're like, "Yeah, Yeah, I've done that." Yeah, one hundred percent, I did. Yeah, excellent, perfect. See, I tend to have a two-note delay on crossing out my notes. I like that you're doing it in real time. It's good. Otherwise, I get lost. Yeah, I would like—I would like to talk about Bean's stepmom, who is some sort of. Fish lizard hybrid. See, this is where I saw the Colossus connection. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't thinking about Colossus. I was thinking about uh, famous conspiracy theorist David Icke. Oh, and his the theorizing, yeah, the lizard people, the new so world you, order. So now, is this set in a world where David Icke was onto something? <laughs> so, so, so I want to know. You think B's mum is a hollow moon? It's another one of David Icke's theories. <laughs> uh, yeah. What he the moon's th- hollow? He, he thinks the moon's hollow. All right. Yeah. Fun fact, I, I once went to a wedding where I didn't know anyone and so I got bored and like when they asked what I did in general chit-chat, I told them I was designing uh, engineering equipment for mining on the moon. Fuck. <laughs> and uh, they laugh, but if you say it seriously enough and then start going through, yeah, the biggest problem is really the moon's powder is like not like regular dirt, it's more like talcum powder, so you've got a real problem with clogging <laughs> the instruments. Look, we don't know what's in there. We're pretty sure it's got a you know, consistency of something like oil, but that couldn't be possible, so we just want to be ready by the time we go. And they're like, oh, wow, really? Like, yes. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> and we know from Michael Bay that you know the dark side of the moon is covered in Transformers, so there's a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah, so that sweet Transformer blood. How can we mine it and use it for our own good? So look, David Icke, if you are out there, we would love to have you on the podcast <laughs> to talk about this. I'm not extending my invitation to David Icke. Um, I was once at a fancy lunch where I was talking to um, you know random people sitting next to me mm. and uh, the guy next to me asked what I do and I said I'm a lawyer because that's what I do. Yep. And so I got the standard kind of 20 minutes of questions you get uh. when people find out you're a lawyer and I just went through them and I've got you know little prepared speeches to all of them now. And after the 20 minutes of him asking me questions, I went, oh, so what are you? doing he said oh i designed banisters for staircases no follow-up questions from me <laughs> couldn't give a fuck yeah i'm like even trying to fake a question for that so how yeah. does that fuck up? oh is it easier to design it uh going up or going down that's not a question i'm yeah. sorry so if i wanted to marry poppins on a banister what would be the best one for that <laughs> Uh, it's my favourite proper verb I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> to Mary Poppins. Yeah. yeah, to Mary Poppins. <laughs> See, as a video game journalist, when people ask me what I do and I tell them, I don't get questions so much as thinly veiled insults. <laughs> Just immediately. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was a job. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, you just play video games all day. <laughs> oh, see, I, I thought it was going to be more like... <laughs> then they shit themselves. That's what that sounded. <laughs> oh, that's grim. I thought it was going to be more thinly veiled insults. Like, oh, I bet you haven't paid for a game in ages. And I'm like, is that a thinly veiled insult? <laughs> anyway, disenchantment. Yeah. Yep. You asked me to write down the note, happy little elves, question mark. Yeah, so when we first go to... Uh, uh, Elfland. Oh, Elfland. Elf- oh, yeah, well, just what called it, Elfland. I don't think it is. That's just what I'm no, well, calling it right okay, now. Okay. And when we first see all the little elves and they're mm. all doing stuff, they look an awful lot like the happy little elves from the Simpsons universe. Yeah. Um, 
is that then possible that when we see in the early seasons of The Simpsons Maggie watching Happy Little Elves VHSs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that in fact a documentary about this Elfland? I think it would oh. be fair to say this is the uh, the the you know, medieval times that have over the years translated poorly and become a fictionalized version of oh, reality. So, mm. so Happy Little Elves is. To but, Elfland, what yeah. Pride and Prejudice was to Victorian England. Well, it's more like that play, Mr. Yes. Burns, that I think I've brought up on this podcast before. <laughs> sure. Where civilization collapses and then the predominant high art becomes people misremembering old episodes of The Simpsons. Yep. High, high art. High art. High art. Yeah, yeah high that's art. A, that's also what uh, Paul says to Garfunkel whenever he comes into the studio. <laughs> high art. <laughs> Did you bring the parsley, the parsley sage, Rosemary? I've got time here. <laughs> now, why is it that in this show and every show like it, all the aristocracy are clearly American, while all the servants have English accents. Oh, that's uh, an interesting note on um, something. I went to say <laughs> I went to say classism, but that's not quite right. Not quite. No. Maybe it's racism. Nationalism could be nationalism. Um, it's a bit. It's a, a fascinating conversation starter. Just fascinating. <laughs> fa- yeah, I know. I can contribute. I know we like to think deeply about these episodes. <laughs> and, uh, I, I think an American peasant just doesn't sound right. You've got to be all talking like this. Oh, yeah. no, I've got some lovely gruel I'm going to eat over here. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like, hey, I'm starving here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, where's my pepperoni? <laughs> I, I feel like, so... Um, I'm hey, gonna, I live in filth. You know, it doesn't quite work. <laughs> I'm just going to give a little insight to the listeners. So the way that we're doing this, We've got uh, BT, James and I are all sitting on chairs. Elliot is behind a desk with like all the equipment set up in front of him. And, and a I, printer. And, and a printer. And I feel like... And a heart plate. <laughs> I, I feel like we've been kind of like unconsciously cutting you out of comments so far because it's like you're the producer that's just sitting there <laughs> to make sure that nothing well, goes wrong. You're sitting there like Conan O'Brien, so I'm assuming you'll just interject <laughs> with like questions about our new movie or something. Yep, yep. And uh, dancing, uh, going out to the act break. Yeah. See, are you going to sure. ask us like who our guys are? <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought with that... Not before I do an ad for stamps. <laughs> I thought with that hair you were sitting more like Paul Schaefer, but... <laughs> hey! <laughs> that's... A- uh, if only that printer was a keyboard, then I could be. If only that desk was a time desk. <laughs> Man, whether like... this hoodie were a time hoodie. Glad <laughs> 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 someone picked that. Yeah. Was that the first draft of "If Only" by Hanson? <laughs> if only this they had another song. Was a magic printer. Man, I had four Hanson albums. If only, bop, baby. <laughs> you possessed Hanson albums before the time when you could just download them. Possessed, I did. <laughs> I had uh, three car garage. Um, you know the names. Yeah, no, so, he had them. so what do you expect? hang on a second, hang on a second. Sorry, I had Middle of Nowhere, that was the one with Mbop on it. Then Three Car Garage was their B sides and their demos. Yeah. I had Snow oh I know, I had Snowed In, which was their Christmas album, and then I had oh. Live from Albertane, which was their live concerts. Speaking of being possessed, yep. can we talk about the little demon creature? The little the, the pointy little dog that Very. features in these episodes. Very it was good. quite good. Played by my boy Eric Andre, my good son Eric Andre, Eric Andre who absolutely John. fucks across these two episodes. Uh, by the way, James's boy Eric Andre, if you'd ever like to be on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And hey. Eric Andre uh, mind if I hit this ranch? Ranch it up! People get that. Don't worry, it's funny. I mean, we're people and we didn't get that. Yeah, we'll fucking... <laughs> That's your problem, not mine. It is, it really is. <laughs> you hit that ranch. Anyway, anyway. I hit that ranch. Was like, yeah, pretty, I did say pretty ranch. easy to hit that ranch. Yeah, there's, there's a bit where he goes around drinking ranch sauce. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> anyway, he's a good dog. And uh, Andre the Nick, dog. Nick, can we do an episode on the Eric Andre show? Can we just watch a bunch of Eric Andre and do an episode about that? I feel that? like I'm not going to like Eric Andre. I mean, oh, you <laughs> will not. <laughs> it is not your thing at all. Bird up. Hello. Wait until you watch the Eric Andre movie. There's a, oh, no, there's no. a movie. <laughs> it's got Hannibal Burris. We can, you know, we can talk about Hannibal Burris. Oh, okay, yep. yeah, okay. He, um, he was the one that outed Bill Cosby, right? Uh, kind of. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think he was one of the... Well, it was his bet that sort of brought it to a larger level of... Uh, yeah. You know, he sort of said, we all know Bill Cosby did all this shit. And yeah, it was a whole thing. Eric whole Andre, thing. though. Very good. Mm. Uh, yeah. I like the pointy dog. Yep. 
There is a great bit, I think we all got to chuckle, where she kicks it and slaps into a wall and kind of spins down the wall like one of those old sticky toys when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah those those sticky... Visceral. The, the sticky hand things yeah. that stretch out. And... Yeah, man, 20 tickets at time zone. Oh, yeah. Time zone. <laughs> Fuck. Did you guys have that here? Sorry, is that yes, a local no, Yeah, we, we, we had time we zone, did. we had intensity, yeah. we had yeah, all we the had arcades. Yeah. And then further out north, um, out in the northern suburbs of Adelaide, instead of time zone and intensity, there's a place called Tunza Fun. <laughs> T-U-N-Z-A-F-U-N. Tunza. I shouldn't laugh at the name. Uh, the current arcade that we have in Sydney is called iPlay. Mm. You have an arcade at all, though? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's right across the road from Holy Moly, the uh, golfing bar. Oh, I went to a Holy Moly the other night. I was very drunk. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was I... with a group of strangers. And uh, should I say anything about that night? <laughs> I'm just I don't know the story. Do you remember anything the, about that night? The story yeah, it was great. I met a very rich woman and tried to convince her to be my patron. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm feeling like that didn't work out because you use very past tense phrases. I feel that. like I was close, honestly. <laughs> I believe my exact words to her were, I'm very poor and creative. <laughs> that is what every just, witch I, woman wants. I just need hey, somebody, like, I'm not looking for anything, just like funding for my lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, you're looking for a sugar mama, that's all good. Just funding. Well, she described herself as a sugar mama because her boyfriend. What, what does she want? Well, then? her boyfriend was there, and like, I was, you uh, know, we, we oh. were friends. No, it, it wasn't anything like that. <laughs> I just wanted somebody to fund my life <laughs> he just wanted tons of funding <laughs> <laughs> so look what i'm saying is if anyone out there is looking for somebody to patron i got a lot of ideas i got very little money or time yep. yeah i know that feeling <laughs> sam diana <laughs> our only two listeners <laughs> <laughs> the other two are here in the room with us right now. <laughs> oh, I don't think BT listens. <laughs> I don't listen. I got oh. the last couple. Oh, thanks, mate. I was gonna, I was gonna bring up on your last uh, control pods of the Kia Springfield. Uh, I played both those games, so oh, if you need some nice. of first-hand experience. Did you, fi- <laughs> did you find them as dull to play as we found them dull to watch? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember Bart's Nightmare being pretty good, but I also remember being eight. So, yeah, yeah, you sure, know. Sure, sure. yeah. They've, uh, they've. Listen to everything except the Love the Beast episode. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Which, by the way, listeners, if you haven't listened to that Love the Beast episode, I think it's pretty good. I listen to it sometimes. So disenchantment. Yeah. So the the um, demon Eric Andre's demon. I actually think I laughed more at the king's line about him being a cat. I'm not here to answer cat questions. Yeah. yeah I was going to ask. Does anyone have any cat questions? Because I'd be happy to take them. Oh, um, Are you feeling good? Ooh, yeah. nice. <laughs> Oh. That gives me pause for thought. Ah. <laughs> uh, we've had a lot of fun here today, but there is a serious side to this as well. If anyone would like to fund my lifestyle, uh, you can reach us at podsofthekeefspringfield at gmail.com. Yeah. Do we have an email? What are you looking at me for? <laughs> oh, yeah. I just hear, except when I'm not. You're the guy who runs it. Right, right. <laughs> I think your email is pods in the key of Springfield at gmail.com. <laughs> sure. I mean, if they really wanted to, they could go through like pulpfury at gmail.com. Yeah. But, um, I think it would be more efficient if they write to these guys and then they fall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. At one point in this first episode, when Elfo escaped, we haven't really talked about the plot, but I'm assuming people have just watched it if they're yeah, listening they come to this. They're fresh off us. They, they want to know what our hot take is. So Elfo, mm. he escapes from the Elf Kingdom and he's wandering around and he sees a sign that says your presence is requested loved this your presence are required with a ts which reminded me of course of the classic kanye line i'm living in the future so the present is my past my presence is a present kiss my ass <laughs> of course he ended it with that it was so clever and then he's like how do i finish kiss my ass no it's Thanks. fucking great kanye if you're out there uh, <laughs> and look if you if you figure out how to be a good guy again, uh, no, because I'm not be... on board with your current politics, you seem like a bit of a shitbag lately. But you know, if, if you ever get back guy. to that, if you figure out 2007, how to be a guy, Kanye, if you remember how to have be you on the podcast. better, taller, and faster and stronger, then. yeah. If you ever go back to those, uh, you know, late registration days, or even you know, dark twisted fantasy, that's a fucking banger of an album. We'd love to have you on the podcast to talk about it. <laughs> Wasn't so big on yay, not big on anything you're doing right now. Take that fucking hat off, Kanye. But anyway, <laughs> make America great again. Oh yeah. dear, fuck. <laughs> no, I was Nick. I was, Nick, is I that was, your? <laughs> I was clarifying if that was the hat that he was wearing. Yeah, that's the hat. Right. Yeah, right. So when Elfo is running through the kingdom, I like when he went up to that dude's kilt. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Just oh. speed bald is nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which we don't speed actually bag, see. My apologies. The, he, the sound effect is so precise. He's bean bagged. He's bean bagged. It was very <laughs> unpleasant. That was very weird that he, like, uh, he's just left this magical kingdom where everything is always perfect and happy, and yet he immediately understands the concept of looting. Yeah. Where he's in a war and just loots all the corpses, and also understands pummeling someone's nuts to make them stop doing what they're doing. <laughs> pummeling. Pummeling. I'm just looking at my notes, and they get kind of frantic at a certain point in this episode. One of them just says that bird was going to fuck that fairy. Bird up! Hello! Oh yeah, that happens. Oh, yeah. That's not even an exaggeration. That's no. the great part of it. Takes off his hat and, you know, that's the uh, the, the symbol for going to fuck. <laughs> I, I always thought I was I was always told you can leave your hat on. <laughs> that's why there's a song about it. I tell you this time is different. You can leave it on. Oh, so it's 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 the exception. Customary not, to remove. It's the exception, not the rule. Yeah, that's why the modern man never wears a hat because he's constantly ready to fuck. Yeah, modern man never wears a hat. Yeah, he's always ready to fuck. It's like Frank Booth says, "Let's fuck. I'll fuck anything that moves." Has anyone here seen Blue Velvet? Frank Booth. Damn uh, it. <laughs> I have a recording booth and I call it Frank. Frank booth. Okay, very good. I've seen the sequel, The, uh, the Blue is the Warmest Colour. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen Blue is the Warmest Colour. I feel like you didn't either, you're just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, called it. What about Blue Ruin? Have you seen Blue Ruin? It's a French film. Of course you didn't watch it. I oh, know, I finished masturbating in the first hour. <laughs> <laughs> that took you an hour? That was a nice film, I wanted to take my time. <laughs> Get invested in the characters. <laughs> they smack it. So Bean and her buddies go yep. looking for the the Wishmaster, only to discover that it's actually the Washmaster who washes <laughs> wow. everyone's clothes. And this is interesting to me because I don't know about you guys, but I've got like a machine in my house that washes my clothes for me. I put it in there yep. and oh, I turn it on. Machine. Yeah, I turn it on and uh, yeah, it washes my clothes for me. It's Fun like fact, it... that's actually a wishing machine if you just wish for your clothes to be clean. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting Fuck, that you're way. Good. So in a way, like, you know, it feels like a real miracle, you know, like machines can do what in ancient times people had to do. But what, I, what I'm wondering is, with all our modern conveniences, what have we lost now? <laughs> <laughs> have we lost mystic shamans on hilltops who can do things for us? Um... I'm not engaging in this <laughs> this train of thought. Modern life is great. I like how easy it is to really piss you off. <laughs> there are a handful of very specific things I can say. Because I get, I, I mean, you're like a fucking Manchurian candidate. You just hear <laughs> a handful of specific phrases and you start killing people. I wish I understood what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how much like what what scattershot response to any kind of cultural reference is going to get from this room. Nick, I haven't seen the, the Manchurian candidate either. The Venn diagram here is going to be so interesting of who gets what. Yeah, because we do have crossovers and overlaps. Like you two read books, so yeah. that's going to be <laughs> fucking nerds. <laughs> we listen to punk music we do yeah oh it's great um uh we're all uh, hatless man <laughs> repeat hatless <laughs> hatless and ready to fuck <laughs> fucking hell oh. speaking of wanting to fuck the elf wants to fuck the lady in this yeah the, uh, but yeah, the elf just had a girlfriend like yesterday that kind of came out of nowhere yeah. as well he's like oh i totally in love with you like why yeah, at least oh, have yeah, a no, moment that, that that start that had absolutely no build up or payoff yeah the first time they meet he's like oh fuck oh yeah let's yeah uh, yeah, yeah it yeah, smells like butterscotch and all that yeah there's not yeah, even right. a moment where he kind of looks at her and they do like a slow motion shimmery shine kind of. Mm. I don't know how I feel it. about uh, Elf Bart wanting to fuck Princess Lisa. I mean, it just it's <laughs> uncomfortable. You're not a racist antelope, are you? Well, I don't no. <laughs> <laughs> Saying human with Elf, that's not good. I really hope people have watched Disenchantment before yeah. listening to this. I just I just saw BT cross off a note for racist antelope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Had to bring that up. Without like context, this is the most interesting collection of notes I think I've ever written down. <laughs> Yep. yep. Oh, like my notes, speed bagging. Speed bagging. <laughs> yeah, we covered that. Why did I write, what's fire hot turbish? I don't know. What's Fi- a turbish? <laughs> what is turbish? Oh, wait, was that two uh, of the guards? That's, that's, no, no, that's where... Oh, yeah, turbish and Mertz. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, that's the bit where um, the mysterious overlords who sent the demon to uh, are watching them through the fire and he touches it and he's like, fire's hot. Yeah, I know, I was there. Yeah. Oh, and I like the callback to them and they're asleep. And, and it's got fight. like static. Yeah. <laughs> That was good. Good. Uh, good. Something I did really want to bring up was uh, they have the line Hors Rouge Ladies Leech, mm, which is the Simpsons that's did good. it. Yeah, for uh, Hors Rouge Ladies Pinch. Hors Rouge Ladies Pinch. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then episode two was also good, I guess. 
I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying to rein it into some level of structure. I like that, but I feel like I'm the person. Nick, this is probably the most structure we have ever had. I know, <laughs> and, and it's funny because I'm the person most detrimental to structure. Yeah. So uh, you mean the episode that had the great sign gag, Barnes for Nobles? Oh, oh yeah, that was very good. Yeah, was I, good. I believe that was a real estate agent, Barnes for Nobles. Very, Sorry, very good. and that was titled "For Whom the Pig Oinks," <laughs> <laughs> which I think we all quietly died out a little oh, bit. It was very In this good. one, they uh, drain the elf. And there's so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I noticed early in this episode that the characters in this have five fingers. Early yeah. in the second episode. Or should I really? say four fingers and then a thumb, which I consider in many ways to be the fifth finger. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, considering what we know about The Simpsons, does this mean that this is actually set in, in the, the future? Ooh. Because in the first episode of Futurama, and we on. see society is destroyed and rebuilt into Multiple a fantasy times. world yeah. at some right. point. So, so this is set in the future. So this is set in the future, and how do we know that? The hands. Where are the hands? Mm-hmm. Are at the end of the arm. Future arm. Uh. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it is like it is like the fireman asks in Twin Peaks: Is this future or is this past? Sneaky Peaks. You're like the dreamer. Then lives inside the tree. Snap, snap, snap. Yes, 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 yep. I hope that is something I play backwards when I'm editing this. Uh, if it is, I will be stunned and terrified. Hey, Hail Satan. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> Our backwards burns talk worked out what right. Oh, it was yeah. beautiful. It was a ma- I, was, I, I only yeah. just listened back to that. We have a friend who's like disturbingly good at talking backwards as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Have you ever heard Danny do it? It's, it's weird. He's but Danny, nice. if you'd like to come on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you'd like to come on an episode of Sneaky Peaks. Beach, would you like to tell them about your recent discovery of backwards speak? Oh, fuck me. Yeah. So I was listening to the podcast, can't remember what it was called, something, something pods, and uh, revealed that Mr. Snrub was actually Burns backwards, which I've gone this entire time without realizing. No way. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this mustache comes right off. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I felt both stupider and smarter all at the same time. Now, this, epi- feeling. this episode starts... <laughs> For the record, on our podcast, Simpsons Index, like and subscribe, Beach is usually pointing out the smart references to me, so I felt good about myself for one moment. <laughs> uh, glad I could help, buddy. You were pointing out, Jekyll, Matt Berry, like, I yeah. think he was one of the uh, MVPs of this whole thing. Matt Berry, best known as that guy who shouts a lot on the IT crowd, which was uh, <laughs> a show made by a transophobe. So really? that's my... Yeah. Graham Linehan. Yeah, Graham Linehan. If you're out there, fuck you, you piece of shit, you massive asshole. But great show. Oh, no. We hate you though, Graham. <laughs> yeah, that episode of the IT crowd about the internet when they give Jen the internet, that's also the one with the horrible B story about Matt Berry like, realising yeah. that. Uh, what a bad fucking episode. No, but it, it's like it's it, it's like a cubic and a failure in yeah. one. Because well, it feels like it's been recontextualized now. Because I always yeah. took that as the character being, you know, uh, no, those friend, are his so actual that, views. Yeah, as well. Well, I know that now. A failure, Sarconia. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've had that before. But yeah, the cubic he... failure. It only happened once. I think. Oh, what was it? Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking uh, what was it? The cr- special with Katy Perry. Oh fuck! Oh, that's like, a bad. So, episode. It's so awful. Oh, is you that have the? To see it. Mo- oh, is that the Lady Gaga one? You mean? No, 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 no. That's just pure so failure. There's one where all Mo the goes, Simpsons are puppets. Mo goes down on Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Katy Perry is there live action in this skin tight latex red thing with the Simpsons faces on it. Yeah, I've seen that. Mo goes to town on her. Yeah. And oh yeah, he does. Which is turned, yeah, didn't realize I was into that. <laughs> and <laughs> Katy Perry as well. She was like, "No, don't stop." It was completely consensual, at it least. Mamma mia! Yeah. <laughs> now this episode, this as episode Luigi of uh, Disenchantment. Disenchantment. Oh, Matt oh, Perry's quote. Yeah, sorry. Oh, did you have a thing you were <laughs> going to? Did you say Matt Perry? <laughs> Could I be any more disenchanted? Could I be any less enchanted? <laughs> no. Uh, M- uh, Matt Berry's character, you know, he goes and fucks a bunch of walruses. <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> Which isn't a horrible moment in this episode. I thought it was quite I funny. Mean, I want to get into that a all. bit later because I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> a surprising amount to say about the walrus fucking in this one. But could I say his line, the, um, uh, when he comes back, he's worried he won't be able to do his like wedding duties. Mm. Yes. <laughs> he goes, oh, my poor Tucker Dong. 
song. <laughs> yeah, I've got that written oh, down as well, and I wrote dong. next to it, Big Mood. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps this will perk up my ball, Tucker Dong. <laughs> now, this episode opens with Bean and crew falling off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Bean you know, typical. Bean? I still don't know a name. B-E-A-N-E-A. It's Bean. Yeah, Bean. Bean is oh, Bean. But, uh, yeah, it opens with Bean. Falling, yeah. It's, it's you know it's a real cliffhanger, you might oh. say. Oh. Oh, but anyway, she's falling. Get out! And they, she ends up falling onto the the prince guy, and this breaks mm. her fall. I've always been bothered by the cartoon logic that if something breaks your fall, you're automatically fine. Yeah, yeah. I remember it first bothering me in the anime series Cowboy Bebop. Has oh. anyone seen Cowboy I Bebop? I have heard the theme song. Three, two, dun, one, let's jam. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, uh, Fucking in like the second episode of that one, a dog is falling out of a spaceship and another like ship catches the dog by you know just flying under it and the dog is fine and that always bothered me. So I, this well, made me think of Cowboy Bebop. It's like a corgi, they're very durable. Also, the uh, voice actor who played Jet in the Japanese version died like yesterday, so oh, R.I.P. Really? that guy. Shit. Props to Jet. Yeah, don't remember the name of the actor, but he was pretty I good. Think it was, he played Mr. Satan in Dragon Ball. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, Disenchantment. Nick Chester. That's the singer from Jet. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, look what you've did, done. Did you ever see... Yeah, you've oh, made, made a fool of him. Did you ever see the Pitchfork review of that Jet album? The Pitchfork review? That was just uh, like, instead of like writing a review, they just posted a video of a monkey drinking his own urine. <laughs> <laughs> So did they like that's, it or not? Ah, <laughs> oh, they loved it. Like a monkey loves his own best. That's what I took away from it. I yeah. bought three copies. <laughs> Seems disgusting, but sure. And I you played them all phrase. on separate uh, stereos, yeah. Yeah. like that Flaming Lips album. <laughs> you know that old phrase, I love you like a monkey loves piss. Yeah. That's what you say to me every birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we share a birthday, so. Yeah. And I'll say to you, oh, thanks, Nick, and won't return it, and you always look a little perturbed. Yeah. And you're always like, I sent it to you on your birthday. <laughs> Very good. Excuse me, I was looking in my eye. They end, up, they end up back at the kingdom, and the king uh, declares himself a patron of the arts, looking up the elf. Once again, I'd like to say that I'm currently seeking a patron if anyone would to fund my <laughs> lifestyle. There are sentient carrots in this episode. We see that the wizard yeah. Oh, yeah. has a bunch of carrots, and they have eyes. Is this the origin point of Donald Trump? Ooh. <laughs> oh, a bit of political humor there. I was going to. Oh, say, you didn't think I was going to roast Trump, did you? But here I am, risking it all. I was going to say sentient carrots clearly as the result of an experiment. I just want to go to the wizard that did that and say, "Yeah, what's up, Doc? Oh, oh, oh it's a oh. carrot thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a carrot thing." <laughs> Also, there were three carrots and they were mm. in a bowl. Yep. Yep. Elliot, you're someone that occasionally indulges. Have you got a three carrot bowl? Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, okay. It's a, para- yep. it's a smoking paraphernalia device. Uh, Joke. Yep. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yep. Just sound like a series of words. It's a bling bong. I have 420 of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sex number. <laughs> If you do it right. <laughs> Without a hat. Unfortunately, I'm usually the zero. <laughs> oh. Settling into a menage un. <laughs> menage non. <laughs> menage non. Isn't that that guy that wrote all those cool poems and quotes? Menage anon. <laughs> That's his full name, yes. <laughs> yeah, brother to Q, yeah. Q and on. Mm. I've listened to reply. Dad of Nikki. <laughs> Nikki Minaj. Yes. <laughs> right, cool. Nikki Minaj and on. That's how she was born, actually. So yeah, in a Minaj. Very unusual situation. <laughs> uh, so when in the second episode, when they're draining the elf blood and he doesn't have very much, I quite liked when they're looking down at the little, uh, what do you call it, beaker? Yep. Uh, that's a conical flask. Oh, I, I yeah, Baker's a Muppet. I used to sell this stuff. That's a, that's a conical flask. When yeah. they're looking at the also conical... Known, also known as an Erlenmeyer flask. As opposed flask. to a comical flask, which is just <laughs> when oh, it like, has googly eyes on it. They're really funny. <laughs> Sometimes you can get a scientific flask that's got like Hagar the Horrible printed on it. Oh, it's great. I love that fucking guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> is he one of your guys? <laughs> He's hey, up there. Hagar. <laughs> so yeah, when they're Sammy looking at- Hagar the horrible. <laughs> 
they're looking at the conical flask and uh, the king looks disapprovingly at the small amount of blood and goes, ah, oh, I have more blood in my chamber pot. I think that was another line that, yeah, we... Um, it's a good out. line about shitting blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or possibly times. pissing blood. A lot of dysentery <laughs> back in there. Right? <laughs> it's a good line about shitting blood. Um... Pods of the Key of Springfield. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, oh, no. Look Good what you've done. You've made so. a joke about shitting blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, wasn't worth doing. There's also a very weird visual references. The prince's crown uh, resembles Jughead's crown from the uh, Archie comics. Oh. Yes. Jughead Jones, if you are listening. Stay out of Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> and, Nick, have uh, you seen Riverdale? You would hate it so much. But it's, it's good. It's so awful that I want to watch all of it. <laughs> oh, you want to hate watch it? Yeah, I would hate watch yeah. the fuck out of it. Yes. Matt Granding and his, they seem to love sea captains because there's a sea captain in oh, this episode. Oh, yeah. And he's kind of great. And he's a very Simpson y Futurama sea captain. He's, he's a uh, classic. Yeah, I found the Granding comedy of this overall captain. very Futurama. I yeah. Assume, yeah. I, I assumed that that was a direct lineal descendant of Captain Kevin McAllister. It's <laughs> <laughs> a possibility. How yeah. was he with traps? Uh, right. Yeah, I'm just trying to think in the episode, were there any clear, obvious uh, references? He was very familiar with uh, sirens. So, mm. well, and walruses. <laughs> and the sticky bandits. Yes. People never usually come back. I avoid advertising that fact. <laughs> <laughs> also, hey, since you guys are here in, in Adelaide from Sydney for a, blo- for a bloody blokes weekend, do you want to get a uh, do you want to get a bloody party barge? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a party barge like the bloody disenchantment. Yeah. Can we yeah, have babies? That's yeah. the Adelaide equivalent of like a cruise ship as a party barge. We all just get on like a trash barge. <laughs> no, see what we like to do in Adelaide with the bloody party barge is fucking. we get we get the party bus <laughs> and we just drive it into the fucking ocean. <laughs> <laughs> My bus is drowning. It's a fucking barge. Does it have karaoke? Yes, it can if you just start singing. <laughs> if you touch me like this, and if I need you like that. <laughs> Just before we move on from Celine Dion, I have to mention that song was originally written for Meatloaf. Yep. And he accepted it. He wanted to do it. And then Jim Steinman, the writer of that song, just gave it to Celine Dion. Meatloaf hears it on the radio one day and it's like, what the fuck? Can I jump in with my fact about that song? Oh, oh my yes. God. Yeah. Uh, there, is a, there is a line that I have only recently learned what the line is and it is fucking baffling so at the end of the big build up to the pre-chorus it is there were nights of endless pleasure mm-hmm. it was more than all your laws allow whoa sorry Celine <laughs> what the fuck are you doing <laughs> slash slash meatloaf meet Celine what are you doing and Anal. would you like to come on the podcast and explain that line <laughs> loaf Dion <laughs> alright loaf Dion meet, meet Celine loaf Dion <laughs> The hybrid. <laughs> wow, so they've like the flied together. <laughs> yes, they've the flied together. Hey, there was a bit of that in this episode of Disenchantment. There where was. the prince turned into a pig oh, and yeah. then the, the pig, pig turned yeah. into a naked boy. That oh. was very good. Yeah, kind of weird that Bean's plan was to have the have her like husband to be get fucked to death by mermaids. Yeah, that was a bit weird. <laughs> And then uh, Elfo's plan was to turn him into a pig. Yeah. Or did he know that had happened? You could, I no, I don't think I don't so. Think so. I also, think we get a up. very full-on, wonderful reference to the Odyssey oh, in yes. this sequence, oh, which made me very happy because when you did your Simpsons Index and you brought little little Nick along, hello, and you all D- talked Captain. about none of you had read the Odyssey, and you seem to be under the impression that the Odyssey is like terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the Odyssey, who gives a shit about that? Who cares about Homer, the inventor of fucking storytelling? Well, not quite, but you know. One of the first authors, and the Odyssey is so fucking great. I am such a huge fan of it, so I listen to that episode like, oh, I'm enjoying this, but I'm angry. That's, so- <laughs> that, that's episode 88 of the Simpsons Index. Yeah, and yeah uh, the, the good ep- episode. The Epic of Gilgamesh is the beginning of uh, storytelling. So. Isn't, but- isn't that the bad guy in the Smurfs? That's <laughs> Gargamel. Gargamel, right, sorry. Close. <laughs> but oh, I'm Gargamel. There's I'm a, a sequence. There's a sequence in the Odyssey... And this is going to be based just on the translation that I've read, I suppose. But there's a sequence Have where they... Have not learned ancient Greek? Not yet. I'm working on it. But there's a part where they go past Calls the... Calls a scholar. <laughs> yeah. Well, they go past the sirens and they're like perched on their rocks and they're going to be singing their songs mm-hmm. to... Lure men to their dooms, yep. and Odysseus is like, "Look, I got a bit of a, I got a bit of a sickness for the thickness. I can't deal with these <laughs> sirens. He's uh, down with the thickness. You're oh, gonna have bow. to tie me to the mast because the moment I hear those sirens, I'm gonna steer this ship into the fucking rocks." He was not wearing a hat, is what you're saying. <laughs> so they they tie him to the they tie him and they like gag his mouth so he can't speak because he's gonna be begging them 
to you know just steer into those sirens. I think the rest of his men are a lot stronger. They're not going to do it. So yeah. see, I always misunderstood that. I always thought that he was like, man, it's going to be hot when we go past the siren island. You know what'll be even better? Little bit of bondage, boys. <laughs> tie me up and gag I'll, me. I'll get prepped here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in some translations, he comes like a motherfucker in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's in the translation I've read. He's tied to the mast and he starts hearing the sirens. And he's like driven so wild that in the text it says that he indicates with his eyebrows he would like to be untied. <laughs> and I don't know how you do that exactly. I think that's but the I've, old uh, Millhouse double pump. But I've been, I've been <laughs> thinking about that for 14 years now. <laughs> he indicates with his eyebrows. Yeah. Fucking A. There was that a is... new translation of the Odyssey by Emily Wilson, I think her name is this sure. year. The first woman to ever translate the Odyssey and oh. like have it published. I'm very excited about that Excellent. when it comes to hand paperback and I can afford it. So Emily Wilson, if you are out there, I'm going to buy your book. Don't worry. <laughs> and you know what you could, she could do in return? Sponsor your Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. And <laughs> yeah, you know what she has now become? She has now become a paperback writer off the album Revolver, uh. at least in 1966. It wasn't Ooh. on Revolver. No, that's on Rubber Soul, but I thought I could get away with it. Yeah. It's not on Rubber, Rubber Soul, Soul either. <laughs> As a single released independent of the oh, album. fuck, it's a B-side of Rain. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Rubber Soul came out in 65, did it? I think. Uh, I think... Yes. Was it yeah, and then the white album sixty yeah. oh. nine? Which is the, the dumb weird number. number. It's the weird <laughs> number if you do it right. There was uh, a great line in that whole bit though where he's like, uh, that song so alluring. I must have sex with its origin. Yeah, yes. sex with its origin. Yeah, and then he fucks like thirty walruses. <laughs> hey, he, he stood by his word. He was like, That's uh, that's the origin, I'm fucking it. Yeah. Still a better love story than Tusk. <laughs> <laughs> take that, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Anything is a better story than Tusk. <laughs> and if you could take some time away from doing your own podcast, we'd love to have you on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Tusk Really, you seem uh, to be doing very well so, these days, Kevin. Yeah. We're very happy for you. Yeah. Way, way to pull it together after your heart attack, mate. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, other reference to a previous text that I like was the reference to Lady and the Tramp. Oh yeah, yeah so just Pigs when you're devouring a corpse, <laughs> just when you thought the whole spaghetti kissing bit had be, had reached its it, limit, had done, been done every way except they found a way. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yep. Wasn't it spaghetti kissing a country and western song from the fifties? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I'm... been missing your spaghetti kisses. Somebody uh, touch a must forget. Pretty sure it's a Clint Eastwood movie. Very, very yeah. And for a few pastors more. Who'd be touching my spaghetti? Have you got anything more to say about disenchantment? Where was Norman? I was looking all over trying to figure out if Norman is in here. I, I couldn't spot I Norman. I, There's I still eight episodes Norman. left. Maybe we'll see Norman. Maybe we'll see him. Yeah. In the other, I don't think we're going to cover any of the other ones on the podcast. But no, maybe. probably not. Unless I watch them all and just do a little thing. But maybe I sure. won't. Who knows? Um, You're not going to watch them. In, in, it's content. In Elfland, they all had names like... like yeah, uh, O's. So, Kiss, yeah. Kiss O. And Shocko. And Kiss O and Shocko and Pervo. We, so and maybe like, it's just Australia. And so I couldn't <laughs> say, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, this I, is Australia. There's one called Arvo. He's only yeah. awake yeah. for a couple of hours Sick after midday. Smoko, constantly <laughs> taking a smoke break, yeah. They uh, the other night I had here is they accidentally kill all their allies who are going to this wedding. Yep. This whole thing seems very serialized. I feel like that's going to come back. This is some real Game of Thrones shit. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, in the first episode, like the way they were structuring it was like making you tantalized to keep binge watching. Tantalized. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Very cliffhanger. Feeling yeah. mighty tantalized right now. Tantalized. <laughs> Too bad we have to go watch some shitty episodes of The Simpsons for my podcast. Yeah, we're going to oh, go yeah. record an episode of The Simpsons Index. The online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. So you can go and listen to that. Which episodes are going to be? Uh, can I guess? Uh, wait, is it going up in sequence or are we? Are you holding this one? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I've already told you. Yeah, we're doing the sequel to Camp Krusty. Yeah, Camp but I mean, Krusty like, up. what number well, is it? It'll be 99, right? Oh, 98. 98, okay. Mm-hmm. 98. Uh, one of the years that came well after when I was born. N- yep. N- yeah. 98, 32 years after Revolver was released. <laughs> Goes great after 97. My graduating year of primary school. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Okay. Any more facts about 1998? Um, oh, it was probably when um, probably when uh, Three Car Garage, the B-side <laughs> Hanson album, was released, actually. It comes full circle. Yep. Yeah. 98 was kind of a quiet year. I think maybe Pokemon Red came out. Pokemon Red. Or maybe that was 97. 97. Maybe it was, I don't know. It's pretty <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks everyone. Uh, yeah. I, I think this is done. Uh, go and watch Disenchantment on Netflix. It seems yeah, it was pretty, pretty good. good. And yeah. if you have, I guess you probably have, otherwise this episode would have been even more nonsense Just than usual. Yeah. 
No, but I, I think, you know, we were not all expecting it to be as good as it was. Like, I yeah. think there was a lot of lulls in it, especially in the pilot. Yeah, I think, you know, they just kind of put in whatever they wanted. But they could have tightened the whole thing up to make a more streamlined episode. But what the, was good is still The pilots better. are difficult, I yeah. think, yeah. regardless. Like, the fact that it wasn't complete shit is a miracle by yeah. itself. It was yeah. quite good. It was better than, like, any episode of The Simpsons in the last... I don't know, 45 years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think there have been two gold in the HD, if I've been listening to The Simpsons Index correctly. Um, uh, one episode got two gold rankings, yeah, but... Sure. Yeah, that's one that I've since gone back and been like, oh, shit, it's which, actually got kind of a fucked up moral. And Which episode uh, is that? It's The Good and the Sad and the Druggly from Season 20. Oh, season 20. Like, it's a it's a good episode, but unfortunately, the Lisa storyline ends with like her being against antidepressants um, because they fuck you up and change you fundamentally as a person. The good, which is the not sad, a- and the drugly. That doesn't yeah. sound like a good <laughs> thing. No, it's an otherwise good episode with a shitty moral at the end. Which yeah, yeah. You know. All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, pretty good. Yeah. Pause and case Springfield. Find it on Netflix. Uh, and Simpsons Netflix, if you would good. like to throw some money away. <laughs> I think they would love to actually. Does Netflix need to advertise anymore? <laughs> I don't think they do. They're so I've... ubiquitous. Like, I'm yeah. teaching a television study stuff at university at the moment. And, well, like, yeah. Netflix is the entire conception a lot of these students have of what television is. Yeah. And it kind of is for me these days as well. It's like that and SBS On Demand stand. But, you know, Netflix is, like, the thing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny how, like, I've always wondered why do Coke still advertise? Like, no one does not know about the existence of Coke. And no one's ever watched an ad and gone, fuck, I might go to Coke. Why do they advertise? And it's getting similar to, for Netflix. Why do they bother advertising? I really want to know but, why, um, why uh, Head & Shoulders advertise. If you think of dandruff, that's the only place you go. Yeah, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't even name another nope. dandruff shampoo. I can name several shampoos that have caffeine in them because apparently <laughs> that's a new thing. Like hey. Alpacine, the German-engineered caffeine <laughs> shampoo. <laughs> I'm learning so much right what now. What do you... What? <laughs> they advertise a lot Why do you during, just have that in the back pocket ready to go? They, they advertise a lot during Formula One races. Uh, I just assume you were leading into another Coca-Cola joke. No. Because that's how I typically shampoo. I just rub a bunch of Coke through. But if people ask me if I want to use a German-engineered caffeinated shampoo, <laughs> I say, Alpacine, no. hua <laughs> 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 I feel like that's been chambered for a very long time. It honestly hasn't, I have to say. Oh, well, right. uh, well, there's no point in going no. any more after that. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Later. In Springfield. Hooah! Hooah! Yeah, that, that stands a bit saggy, yeah. and for that I apologise. But it does come with a beer holder. <laughs> beer holder is also cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I had the exact same thought. We're kind of in it now. <laughs> Has anyone else here seen The Simpsons? <laughs> a band? Oh, well, it's a popular animated sitcom, right? It's yeah. pretty uh, underground, though. Popular like. 90s animated American sitcom, The Simpsons. Bird up! Hello!